Dear Talkspace, we are pleased to advise you that your request for an extension has been approved. Welcome back to another episode of Talker Space Approved Extension. We have your favorite guest (laughs) on the show, a regular in the studio, Freya. Um, thank you for having me back. I feel like I'm becoming a bit of a regular. <laughs> I don't know if it's because Ben likes me or he's just a bit short on guests. <laughs> no, I had to bring Freya in yet another time for her expertise. I'm told you are a Falls Festival professional. I am. Um, I've been a regular, so I've been to Falls three times, mm. and I think some people might be at home listening thinking that's not that impressive but at 22 years of age i think <laughs> i've gone nearly every year since becoming of the becoming of age becoming of age it wasn't <laughs> like and i i think it is quite sentimental to me because i did come of age at falls i had my 18th birthday at the first falls i went to so <laughs> i'm new's eve baby so that was pretty good getting to celebrate that at Falls. So, and it's such a good time of the year. So that's why I'm really sad that um, they've decided yeah. to, to cancel. So at the time of recording for listeners out there, this past Wednesday, Falls Festival or Secret Sounds, the um, organisers, have announced that they're going to cancel the 2023-24 festivals around Australia. And that's why I have enlisted the help of a false professional to run me through this decision-making process. I've never been myself, and I want I want to pick your brain yeah. about your wisdom, your well, speculation. Just as we were chatting about before, so the organisers have um, come out and said that essentially it's been a really challenging time during the pandemic, and they've just had to reconsider their future for the festival. Um, and I think what... I think what the main point here is that it's just obviously, you know, the music industry has had a really tough time over the last few years due to COVID. Mm. And um, I think they are a huge music festival. For those who don't know, they don't just play in Byron. They also play in um, Victoria, WA, and formerly in Tasmania as well. Yeah. Um, that would have hit home. That did hit home. home. When they cancelled altogether. So basically when they announced they were returning after COVID, um, they said that they were cancelling Tasmania's show with no, um, no like, they are now, with Falls announcing that they were cancelling Tasmania's show with no plans to return. I think even that in itself was a bit of a red flag. So are you sensing, you mentioned this before, red flags. Are you sensing a bit of red flags from the Falls Festival altogether? I think so. I think um, we've kind of seen a lot of festivals having to cancel due to, like, COVID essentially I think there's been I think the music industry market is already so oversaturated so you go into having what two or three years off and then you're trying to like build back after Um, COVID this is a complete sidestep um but there was something that the Daily Oz put out recently about the ARIA awards did you see this no oh my god so they interviewed um one of the ARIA 
executives about um, what's happening to Australian music going into the awards because there's been a growing trend of less and less Australian artists being featured within the awards themselves. In Arias? Yeah. Wow. And um, It's they, like that's our one job just to be <laughs> the artist for that. Yeah. So um, going through oversaturation, um, this executive said that she had heard there was a stat that there's 100,000 songs added to Spotify every day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's well, globally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just in Australia. <laughs> I think that's really interesting because I think, you know, everything is becoming more accessible and just becoming more saturated. So it's kind of taking away back in the day when you'd have to produce like a whole album or CDs and kind of go through that. Whereas pretty much anyone can upload anything to Spotify. So I don't know if that means that it's just becoming harder to discover Aussie artists or in they're just kind of getting lost. But then also I think kind of ties into that is social media and the effect that social media has on the music industry. Mm. So obviously like what's topping the charts is what's trending on TikTok. And that's going to be, you know, you Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Marley Cyrus, whoever, but it's never the Aussie artist. It's yeah. kind of rarely they'll get a bit of a break and they'll go viral and they'll like trend for a little bit. Um, so I think that as well has really kind of all come together. And I suppose COVID plays in a bit on that as well because COVID kind of social media would have had a surge and TikTok had a surge during COVID because you had nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, but then I think festivals have done a really, really good job to build themselves back from, if you think the early days in COVID when they were trying to do social distancing. So they would literally kind of fence you off into a corner. Um, yeah, I remember seeing videos of like, even they had little stages set up and like socially distanced so that four people were to a stage in the crowd yeah like it was wild it's crazy because i at the end of 2020 so kind of when things were starting to open up a bit before they closed out again i went to a concert it was a new year's eve jungle giants concert in tassie and basically you had either you were when you brought your ticket you were either given like section a or section b so you were kind of praying that you'd be with your mates because they literally (laughs) had just a fence in between (laughs) Um, but there was obviously no social distancing happening whatsoever within the sections. Everyone was still moshing within their, you know, assigned area. So I doubt it would have made that much of a difference, but credit to them, they were following guidelines and trying to do the best they could. Mm. But it, it just, it's so comical about that that was only, what, like 12, 24 months ago. Mm. And I think they've done a really good job to try and build back. And I don't know if it's people just not really trusting or just trying to get back into the groove of a festival because... I think it's a really, really tough time because as soon as I heard the news that Falls was cancelling, I, well, one, I have never been, but I know Falls is a really, really big deal. And I wonder if they were just incredibly scared from Splendour in the Mud. Like, because I think about it. So there was obviously Splendor in the Mud was last year and there was a Falls Festival after that. But obviously that had already been half organized by the time Splendor happened. And I wonder if they are just petrified, like being able to decide about whether or not to have the festival from that. Well, yeah, even um, I know that multiple people have said that they weren't interested to go back to Splendor just because their experience was so traumatic last year and I think even you know they can Splendor did come out and say that they had x y and z in place the mud wasn't their you know the mud wasn't their responsibility which is absolutely fair that's out of their control that's 
mm. natural. That's life happening. But I think when it comes to things is people were waiting, you know, three hours for a bus to get home with no water and toilets readily available. I think that kind of does come on you. Yeah. And that kind of shows. And even, you know, Spilt Milk, the one-day festival that was on the Gold Coast in December last year, people had similar experiences where... Really? Yeah, I didn't hear anything yeah, about people, that. Yeah, I, I think I was really lucky. We just kind of, as soon as the music stopped, we like sprinted out. That's, yeah. Yeah, the and went straight plan. to the bus because that was just, yeah, one day. So you got all these people and I think they kind of oversold kind of their capacity and so people were waiting for buses and ubers for hours like people were walking like ridiculous distances just to try and get an uber um yeah somebody like i think someone who left like 30 minutes after me 15 minutes after me were waiting two or three hours to try and get oh my god yeah get um transport out of there and then so you're already like you're already so exhausted for a full day and i think it's just maybe we're having a bit of a teething period for the first few years back of the, everyone's just forgetting how to how they work and it's mm. all this excitement that we're back we're doing festivals but yeah i think um hopefully in the next 12 months we kind of see a bit more control and a bit more better staffed of festivals i know i don't rate those three hour wait times that's the the, this i think is um it's a huge decision to make because i think it would also affect what maybe splendor and spilt milk are thinking for next year because i'm wondering if we're just going to go through a period of this what was the word they used reimagining yeah of festivals altogether because people are just like terrified and um even just having a look on the splendor website now so splendor usually sells out crazy quick like you got to be on their day off just to get tickets but there's literally nothing sold out yet and like no days are sold out you can still buy a single day ticket oh is this for this year yeah for splendor and because i i did question that because i have been seeing a lot of advertising which i thought was really bizarre because it's nearly june and what they've been on sale for at least a month and usually they sell out super quick like Splendor's the one to go to mm. um, but even I will say that the Splendor lineup is usually has more international acts yeah so I think their budget's probably a bit lower um, and so because of that they and the, the lineup's amazing but I think some of those the bigger international artists might be more of a draw card mm. to bring different people even international people and um, yeah I, even a lot of my like Friends have said they're not keen on going, especially ones that went through last year. Oh my god. Poor Splendor. I know. But yeah, coming back to Falls, I just think that, um, you know, fair, fair play to them that they want to produce something that's, you know, not subpar and people aren't waiting hours. I mean, my experience at Falls has always been great. I think when I went in December this year, they it was really well organised. Um, and I've always thought of it as just like a more chill splendour. It's much more enjoyable. Because I feel like that's the vibe I get. Falls is intentionally a bit gross because it's that time of year. Like, it's you're going to be hot. You're going to be sweaty. Like, yeah. it's going to be it's hot. It's three-day camping. And I think, yeah. I don't know if people just aren't enjoying that same, like, grungy experience of mm. a, of a um, festival. But I think that's the best part is just going for three days, um, maybe or maybe not showering for the whole time you're <laughs> there, just packing the most, like, like, random snacks to make the most rancid meal that would be, like, 
you know, that long life cheese with a bit of bread, tuna, crackers, <laughs> shapes, um, chicken crimpies. Um, I think all those little, like all the little things that you've got to, that I think that's the beauty of the festival is kind of like going through all those, like the camping. Um, I know some people, maybe you wouldn't enjoy that. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not I looking at like, anyone in particular. No. Okay. That has definitely held me back from going to festivals but i will say i am capable of camping so how dare you yeah well what, what's what's your like thoughts and you like so i've been to a few festivals post covid i've been to any camping ones mm. so what are your thoughts about kind of do you feel more apprehensive post covid to go to a camping festival well so i have never been to a festival full stop Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Not even a day festival. No, because I. All right. Well, side note: we're definitely going. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Take me along to one. Yeah. Maybe not false. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I. I think what holds me back from a festival is more the actual music atmosphere. In that, I don't love standing in massive crowds. So festivals like gigging, even. Like, that's sort of my limit. I do love going to a nice gig, but that's obviously what, like, maybe... And I'm talking small gigs, not massive ones. That's, what, 100 people tops? Like, that's what I can deal with. Festivals, to me, just are so overwhelming with so many people. And I don't like standing in the sun for too long. I'm very, very pasty. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any photos of me. Um, but, yeah, I think that holds me back. The camping... Um, is fine but going to whether or not it's covid post covid i think post covid like that's probably one of the things that also holds me back like i don't like going to clubs too much anymore because i'm just like they're festy they're gross yeah. like i'm going to get sick and i've i've got too many other things to worry about <laughs> than to have covid i think that that's kind of that's a snapshot of what it's kind of been like and kind of the music industry trying to crawl back into what it was previously. <laughs> I think it would be really interesting to see, yeah, what happens over the next 12 months and hopefully no, touch wood, no other reasons that it would take a step back. I think it can only go forward from here and it will be really interesting to see what Falls come up with. Like it, if it is something different or maybe if they just need a bit of extra time. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a good point. Like what mm. if they're just using the word reimagine? and then it's just going to be the exact, the exact same, same with some like rebranding different <laughs> <laughs> different colors but yeah. i think no i've really really enjoyed um because i think people don't realize that kind of splendor is the the biggest uh probably the biggest festival that australia has and i say falls is probably up there as well just because yeah it goes around to you know three or four states formerly four <laughs> and it was it was really sad at the time when they did cancel tassie for those who don't know i grew up in tassie that's why i've brought it up about five times so and I think it was if you're listening yeah (laughs) it was such a sad time because Tassie often gets missed off a lot of um tours that artists like kind of like when they say national tours they don't include Tassie like very rarely (laughs) I think a few have started to kind of come down a bit more which is really good because it is such a good music scene down there as well it's like I hear lots of good things about what's that first dark mofo yeah is that Tassie Yeah. yeah Mm. Um, so exactly so like Tazzy's doing really well in terms of like Mona as well <clears throat> in terms of Mona as is- <laughs> <laughs> 
In terms of Mona as well, Mona's really leading the charge in the art scene and David Welsh, the founder, has been um, imperative of just kind of, you know, highlighting a lot of local artists that are doing really well. Mm. It's really cool. And, um, yeah, it's really, it was really sad because, yeah, I think everyone saw Falls as, like, the one time Tazzy got these big artists that you'd never see. Like, I saw, like, Halsey, like, Dizzy Rascal in Tazzy, which is so bizarre that any of them would ever consider going down there. And, so, yeah, so, yeah when it got cancelled, everyone's like, well, what do we do for New Year's Eve? <laughs> this is, because it was, it had been in there for 17 years. Mm. So it's a long period of time. A lot of, like, it's kind of been, like, people have gone through, they'll go when they're, like, in their teens and continue onwards, because it's such a lovely festival. It's, like, very inclusive. There's always a lot of families that go as well. No um, shit, seriously. Yeah, yeah, so you always see, like, it's just such a great, I had a great experience at both, and you'd run into, like, no surprises here, you run into a lot of people you know. <laughs> <laughs> Being Tazzy and all. Yeah, like, cousin, oh my God, primary school friend, old teacher, <laughs> just like, just crazy. Um, and then, I don't know, I think the first falls I went to as well, so the first camping festival, I thought it was the most euphoric thing ever because I just turned 18 and actually a little funny story. Um, so it's a three-day festival. It went from the, it was like 29th, 30th, 31st, and we go home on the 1st. So I was turning 18 on the 31st and my brother was playing at Falls so he got me a free ticket but he actually accidentally got me an adult ticket when I was only 17 so I thought right so like and prior to that I'd like messaged Falls and said hey I'm turning 18 like can I potentially switch over to get an adult wristband for my last day (laughs) so I can buy (laughs) drinks or whatever and they're like, yeah, of course, that's no stress. But then um, my sister and I had a little naughty idea. What if I used her ID to go get an adult ticket just straight up? You're incriminating yourself right now. Yeah, should I not be sharing this? <laughs> I don't know. Is this too naughty? No. Yeah. It's fine. Well, uh, The statute of limitations wouldn't allow for any charges. <laughs> yeah, and it's it wasn't in regards to doing anything naughty like drinking alcohol underage it was simply just for convenience because if you were under 18 you'd have to have like a guardian someone who was over 18 walk through with you (laughs) like walk through security from the campsite so yeah so I went with my sister her best friend and um one of my best friends Jess and so because this is the one that Daryl Braithwaite was at right no that was Caloundra (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was a big part of my life as well and anyway, so yeah, Jess came as well. So she was 17. So we're like, okay, at least if like most of us 18, then Jess can just walk through with us and we'll be her guardian. And um, like they, they were so chill about that. Like you'd literally have your mate who was 18, like be a guardian. Like it was like, I don't think that's actually how it was. I think they had to be like a lot older than that, but it just kind of made yeah. me slip through the cracks. But anyway, so I... um. Yeah, I went up to the ticket, had my sister's um, ID in hand. And I was like shaking. I was like, <laughs> and then I showed them my ticket and I had absolutely nothing to worry about. But yeah, got the 18 um, wristband for three days. Um, it was absolutely like crazy experience. I was like, wow, so cool. And then um, to even better that, so the 18 wristbands were yellow and Jess had like a purple one or something. So we got, um, a little bit of the sweeps wrapper off like a soft drink bottle and wrapped it around her wristband. And so when we were going through security, we just walked so confidently and she never got questioned. Oh my God. 
Um, You're the reason they've cancelled this year. <laughs> They're just like, we need to work on our security. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was my first experience with Falls, and then went back another time, um, just at the end of 2019, so just before COVID kind of happened, so the last kind of normal festival, I suppose, mm. and again, great experience, um, and then had the little hiatus because of COVID, and then coming back to, yeah, went again at the end of last year in Byron, so my first time in Byron, which was great. Which one's been your favourite? Like, which location's been the best? Definitely Tassie. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't even bother asking. Yeah, you should have asked. It's just, it was so good because there's literally a few, like maybe a kilometre walk. There was a beautiful beach that everyone would go to during the day. And then you'd come back and it was, there always felt like a lot of people, but not too many. You're perfect for you. Crowds weren't too big. <laughs> that you could get to the front of the mosh really easily and it wasn't really intense um, very, very relaxed environment. Like I would go, I saw like catfish in the bottom and like front row, churches front row, like front of the mosh, so easy. Mm. Just, you know, skirt through. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's, it's beautiful little Tassie as well. <laughs> so when, if they do reimagine, I hope they reimagine to have it in Tassie. <laughs> Balls, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm sure they're tuning in. <laughs> So, for listeners out there as well, I thought it would be a great little time to ask your advice. You're a seasoned festival goer. What is your advice for going to festivals? Okay, so I think more recently I've just been doing the one-day festivals um, just because there hasn't really been a lot of camping festivals as of late. But I reckon the most important thing is snacks. Because you never know. <laughs> and food there is so expensive. And mm-hmm. food is one thing you are allowed to bring in. So I think it's just, it's you know, it's a no-brainer. You want some chicken crimpies when you come back after a big day in the sun. Um, so definitely that. And I think pack for all um, weather, weather conditions. Because it can get really cold at night as well, regardless of where you are. I mean, like Falls in Byron, definitely. I think it'd be sweet to say that it won't get that cold. But I think Tassie and maybe Victoria as well have the possibility of being quite cold. So you want to bring some nice, comfy clothes to sleep in. And I think as well, while you are there, try and keep your tent not disgusting. For example, this hasn't happened to me, but like you wouldn't want to vomit in your tent. Um, cause that's, <laughs> oh, God. um, who did that happen to? Oh, no one. I'm just saying don't oh. do it. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people have done that though. Um, yeah. And I think, well, even when I've gone to falls, we've done like toothpaste is just spilt all through the tent and one, one falls, I had a pizza and I went to sleep and I passed out with the pizza next to me and I woke up and the pizza was just through my bed. So, like, for the rest... And that was, like, on the first night. So, the rest oh, of falls... <laughs> there's just, like, little bits of pizza, like, left throughout the bed. So, I think that with that in mind, try and keep your tent as clean as possy if you if you care about the cleanliness. Um, I think if I'd go back to a camping festival these days, I probably would shower. Um, <laughs> okay. So, this is one of the things I have heard. So, does falls not have showers? No, they do. Oh. Yeah. Then are they just incredibly inaccessible? Because I feel they're like... They're just... The line's always really long. 
So oh. a lot of people will get up really early to go use them before they come into peak hours. Mm. And the toilets as well, just all long, like in Byron, which is where they've splendid, they're just all long jobs. So they're really gross. They smell atrocious. Good for the environment. However, they smell really, really bad. And I think the showers, yeah, the line just gets too long. And like when you wake up in the morning hungover, it's the last thing you want to do is just stand around in the hot sun in the morning. You just want to chill out in your campsite. Mm. Um, that's another thing in your campsite. Make sure you've got some nice shade. So when I went in my first year, we <laughs> literally like got a tarp and tied it to the tent and put the other half in a car door. <laughs> And so it was just like... My father would kill you. He is a top man. We were literally just sitting under it like this. And one night we got back and the top had just... the Our little fort that we'd built had disintegrated. And I was like, oh, no, nah, who's done this? But yeah, just we had to, so we had to build it again. So I reckon definitely bring a little, like a marquee, something. Mm. Just a little cover. Something that's going to, you know, keep you nice and cool. And I reckon definitely goes camp chairs and make sure the ratio to camp, sh- the ratio of camp um, chair to people is accurate because there's always one snake that you'll get up and do something and you'll come back and they'll have taken your spot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And even maybe pack a couple of extras because you never know, like people will bring their mates over and once again... You might meet the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so pull up a camp chair because you never know who's <laughs> going to come to your campsite. <laughs> Freya Jetson, 2023. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think definitely bring that. Esky is a good way to go. Um, you can always bring like lots of water. Oh my gosh, water you absolutely need. Um, Barocca, Hydrolite, mm. all the essentials, maybe a bit of Panadol, but I think sometimes festivals can be a slog. Like, it can be. They See, and, like, hearing from all of my friends, and you included, who go to them, I'm just like, I don't want to spend so much money to essentially be tortured. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Like, it's just so... And everyone at the end of, the, like, the last day, I think... The vibe of festivals has changed a bit, though. I think, I mean, I love going because it's just, it's a lot of fun with your friends, three days camping, great music. You get to see a lot of artists that you maybe wouldn't go see um, just if they were touring by themselves. So it's really cool to like, like, you know, find out different artists and kind of see, especially because a lot of the um, artists that they have on earlier during the day will be kind of up and coming Aussie artists. So it's really cool for like them. And great exposure. And I think that, um, I, I think a lot of people who attend now kind of see it as a really good Instagram post or, and they'll plan their outfits. The and outfits. this is so fun if you do this, but kind of plan your outfits like weeks in advance and that will be like day one fit and then like <laughs> do that kind of post. Whereas I think it just is like, I literally wear like just whatever's gonna survive the three days mm. and just have it's just like it's such a good time and you meet such cool people and I think kind of the world of social media has maybe I'd be really interested if anyone thinks that as well um of just how much people care about what they look like at festivals now whereas back in the day see like Woodstock like something way back which mm. is years ago I think, like, way more grungy, like, people just go that's there. That's interesting that you bring that up because, yeah, that's what the Splendour um, creator was saying when, like, the Splendour in the Mud happened. 
she was just saying like look like it does suck but it's an outdoor festival it's natural like look at those festivals like even in Europe apparently they get super super muddy and super super grungy like they're just disgusting yeah and I think the like I didn't go I was supposed to go for a day but the day was that I was attending it was cancelled so so i didn't go to splendor and we fully had our gum boots like ready to go but Not the wellies ah the wellies i was yeah we, all, we literally prayed and it was 2 p.m and got the message and we were like so like what do we do because <laughs> we had all this hype you know when you're like got music got prees and then we we're just kind of like when they peak and you just have nowhere to go you're like, yeah oh shit like, we were peak of prees and nowhere to go. So we're like, okay. And then we ended up going seeing Young Blood um, at because they did a lot of side shows. Mm. So we went and saw Young Blood perform at oh, I want to say like the Key Hotel capacity, like so low. And just seeing this massive artist um, perform was crazy. And like as soon as we heard, we we went straight down to Kingy, and um, the line was huge. Like we didn't think we were gonna get in, but we did eventually, which was really cool. But I think as well, it's kind of, again, people go like with kind of this idea of what it's going to be. And Mm. if you like think you're going for those reasons of kind of wanting to be, you care more about like the aesthetic and that type of thing of the festival. Obviously, you're not going to enjoy it if it's muddy and it's gross and it's ugly. Yeah. Um, but then again, I didn't attend, so I'm sure like it could have been traumatic. <laughs> so I think first-hand experience, I can't say that. But yeah, I think it's it's really interesting to see what happens and what falls are going to bring to the table. Mm. To round off the episode, if falls is listening, other than bringing it back to Tasmania, what would you like them to consider in their reimagining? Well, I think just maybe a broader scope of artists as well. Mm. Um, In what way? I think that currently there seems to be like quite a few of the same artists kind of on the same rotation of festivals. Mm. So it would be really cool to see um, a lot of Aussie artists kind of having a bit more of an opportunity to perform. And definitely I think going back to Tassie would be great. (laughs) But I guess it comes down to as well if they weren't making – um, enough profit and they're already kind of trying to build back from COVID, then that's tricky. But I just, I really do hope they come back because I don't want the, I don't want the festival scene to be dying. Um, I just, yeah, I think reimagining maybe, you know, wouldn't mind if it was BYO. Wouldn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to head off, guys. Have a splendid week. Good luck with assessments and everything. And if you are heartbroken about falls, just cry it out. Freya seems to have done that and she is doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Talkerspace Approved Extension is the podcast that talks all things uni. We're bringing you chats about what it's like being a uni student, uni music, and the world of pop culture, as well as bringing you longer chats with the interesting people in Brisbane. Listen in every Friday morning on your favourite podcasting app. This podcast was recorded on Turrible land, always was, always will be Aboriginal land.